Greetings. Welcome to the Hood Rat to Harvard podcast. I'm your host, Shandrika Simmons, also known as the Law Chick, here to bring you joy during this chaotic time. Um, This is part two of the Ride or Die Chick to the Law Chick. Um, I just need to do some disclaimers prior to us getting into these hood tales. I would like for everyone to know that I laugh in my pain. So if you are comfortable with me laughing at the situations that I'm describing, that's me laughing in my pain. Um, I've been to therapy. I'm still in therapy. I work through it. Um, so I can, it doesn't have the impact on me that it would have in the past. And that's a good thing. Um, so that's why you get the laughter. And I've been this way my entire life because I have experienced so much trauma in my life. It's my coping mechanism is music and laughter. So do with that what you will. And I also need to do some housekeeping as it relates to the time frame for these stories. So some of you may not know, but I am a whole 46 years old. I graduated from high school in 1992 from Trevor Brown High School in Phoenix, Arizona. So a lot of these hood tales um, in this uh, story um, are from the late 80s, early 90s. It was a different time, um, different rules and regulations, honey. So keep that in mind as you listen. So I know you're listening with 2020 ears. But these are tales from long ago. So let's get started. Um, And I also want to say that I left off a couple of boyfriends. I was talking to my sister and realized that I had left off one major ex-boyfriend who is now deceased um, and another who his story, baby, let's do his first. That's the one I left off. We're going to call him. Chuck. So Chuck was old as dirt and used to come to the school youth center, South Mountain uh, High School Youth Center, casing a joint for young girls. And for those you don't know, my favorite color is green. So I was all about trying to get dudes uh, out, out of some money. I grew up poor and I needed money. So Todd, old dirty, predatory self, used to be around our youth center. And um, he rode up on me one day and I started talking to him. And, oh, he had a belly. Ugh, just, ugh. Anywho, uh, did I say Todd? I meant Chuck. Chuck. Um, so Chuck, uh his favorite saying was smooth lacing, smooth lacing. That stuck in my head for, it's still stuck in my head. He used to have an old um, Monte, blue Monte Carlo with Dayton's on it. And he just thought he was everything under the sun. I think Chuck was in his late 20s. And I was all of 16. Um, but the story about Chuck is this. Uh, he used to smoke uh, what they call sherm. 
And Sherm is like they dip weed or cigarettes in embalming fluid and they smoke it and they get a um, different type of high than a regular high. Um, I never did it, never will do it. I didn't understand it then and I still don't understand it now. But one day, uh, Chuck, we were over on the south side. Chuck uh, took some... Took some chuck took some sherm and got a high that made him think that he he was uh invincible i guess so we were at the um park and everybody's playing basketball we sit in the car and uh, he was outside, uh, outside the car. He got outside the car. He started smoking his, his sherm and um, sat there for a minute. And then I see him start walking to the basketball court. And he just dove in it like it was a pool. <laughs> and fucked up his forehead. I, I, when I, whoa, whoa. And um, so that was my Chuck story. Uh, he later went to jail for drug trafficking as well. Um, I don't know where he is to this day. I never kept con kept in contact with him. And truth be told, I really didn't even know his last name. But yeah, that uh, that sucker thought that the basketball court was an actual pool and dove in it head first. Um, so yeah. What up, Chuck? <laughs> oh, let's see. The next one is Carnell. I love Carnell. Oh, Carnell was my boyfriend in junior high. He was a church boy. He worked at Myers um, here in, in Michigan. We lived in Michigan. I lived in Michigan for about two years, um, junior high, my freshman year in high school. And he was a church kid and he was real nice and everything. And so we had a, a cool relationship. We broke up because I started dating somebody else, but I, I'm just mentioning him because he is now deceased. And um, he went from a church kid to a full-blown drug dealer. Um, it was the weirdest thing. Uh, Cause he had a real cute, he had a real good heart and so to see him try to be hard was hard to look at and stomach. Um, but yeah, so then that was Carnell. And I want to say that that this whole having boyfriends that have been to jail and prison um, is kind of normalized in my world. So it may not be normal to someone else, but in my world, it's actually normal. And I didn't really think that it was a big deal. Um, until I started talking to um, my sister about it. And I was like, wow, my, my roster is pretty much everybody has been uh, to prison or jail for some one in one way, form or fashion. So uh, I guess prison is normalizing my life. And I think that's a, a, one of the things that come with being black in America and being poor and not having the resources and the knowledge um, to have upper mobility, all that good stuff. Okay. So that was Chuck and Carnell. All right. So then there was 
<sighs> Let's go with David. I started dating David when I was 20. I'll say I was 24, maybe 24. Um, David and I had a relationship we never kissed, never had into any type of intimacy. Um, he was a drug dealer uh, here in Detroit and he just liked me. He came to the courts one day because I worked as a clerk, court clerk. He came to the courts one day and he was looking for help on his child support case. And I told him, I can't help you on your child support case, but I can help take some of that money off of you. And he laughed. <laughs> and we established a relationship and I started taking some of that money off of him. Um, but he was on house arrest for, I think, two years. He, and so he couldn't go um, out, of, out of town. He couldn't go certain places outside, certain a certain number of miles away from his home. So we would go on dates to the Boneyard, go on dates to um, Coney Island, just kicking it and chilling. And um, he pretty much funded every trip I took down south for two years. And um, he did all that because he wanted to. And he would call and check on me um, with my aunts while I was on the road to make sure I arrived safely and all that good stuff. Dave was a good dude, um, real good dude. But yeah, he was in, he had did uh, fed time for drug trafficking and he was on a house release and house, uh, house release. Oh, I forget what it's called, but he was on there for like two years. And so I dated him for the two years that he was on there. And then when he got off, he went back to his, uh, the mother, his, one of his children and everything was cool. So I was cool with it. I got what I needed for the time. So it is what it is. Shout out to you, David. Um, hope you're doing well. <laughs> So that was Chuck, Carnell, and David. Let's see. John. Hmm, John. I met John in Detroit. I was, uh, I was in my 20s. I don't recall how old I was. I was in my 20s. And I was going to Payless to get my baby some shoes. I was a single mom at my own apartment lived in the French quarters and I was going to pay less to get my baby some shoes. And John was working security at the, at the pay less. And so, um, he just hit on me at the pay less. And I was like, dude, so security guard at the pay less. Okay. But he was so cute, so cute. And, um, so I gave him my number. We started talking, come to find out he had just got released from prison, fed prison for doing, for drug trafficking. And, um, and he had every, this, so this is during, this is in the nineties and this is when AIDS was running rampant. And so in order to kick it with me, you had to have proof of your tests uh, before we engaged in anything. You and I both will go down to Hermit Keeper, get the test, yada, 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 get our results, and then we good. We Gucci. Because I'm not playing no games. I really, really love my baby, and I'm not going to leave her because I'm out here being reckless because um, somebody, I don't love nobody more than I love me and my kid. So 
John got out of federal prison. I didn't know this till John. John got out of federal prison. When they released them, they make them, at that time, they made them get every test on the sun for their release. And they can show you proof of all their paperwork regarding what they've been tested for, what they blah, 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 blah. So he had all his documents. We had conversations. He, had, he was he was geeked to show me his documents and stuff. And we still went to um, Herman Kiefer. <laughs> Even though I was like, I don't know how long you've been out. I don't know what you've been doing since you've been out. Blah, 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 whatever. So, um, but we talked for many many months um and uh come to find out he had a lot of children and uh we broke up uh after we went on an excursion and he had all his kids and we spent it was just one day and we dropped like five hundred dollars for like bowling and some pizza and my baby wasn't even with us because she never got to see anybody i dated and I was like, wow, these kids just wiped out his and wiped out $500 for him in one day. I don't think I want to be bothered with this. <laughs> and we broke up. Because, um, shoot, I, how, how, how am I going to get money if, it, if these kids taking up all your money? Shoot. Uh, next. But anyway, during that time, I always had a friend uh, that I called my maintenance man, and his name was Devontae. And Devontae was a dope dealer, and um, and uh, I don't think I ever. I met. Let me tell you how I met Devontae. This is a crazy story. People might tell people this. They'd be like, girl. So I'm driving down Southfield Freeway, coming back from a cabaret. And Devontae Carr pull up on the side of me while I'm on the freeway. I mean, we book it on the freeway. And he pulls up on the side of me and says, pull over, pull over. I think he had like a... 77 Capri uh, Cutlass, one of them, I can't remember, but he was sitting up high because he had he had them rims on. He's like, pull over, pull over. And my dumb ass pulled over on the side of the <laughs> freeway. <laughs> on the side of the freeway. And parked. And we our cars were by each other on the service drive. And uh, he rolls down his window. I rolled down my window. He was like, you looking real cute over there. You like you got somewhere to be? I was like, I do. And he was like, I want to be where you at. And I was like, oh, do you? And he was like, take my number down. <laughs> so I wrote his number down. And uh, I called him like, I don't know, maybe... Maybe a week later, I called him. I was like, what's up with you? And uh, he's like, I don't know what's up with you. And I was like, I'm looking, to, I'm, I know what's up with me. I'm looking to uh, to have some fun and get this rent paid. He's like, oh, that's you. He's like, you you straightforward. I was like, I sure am. And he was like, well, I'm looking to do all those things too. <laughs> and he did. He, uh, he took care of uh, what I need him to take care of for years. Um, I had to ask God to remove him from my life because I knew that he was uh, addictive 
and it wouldn't serve me any purpose to keep continue to be kicking with him because even if I dated other people, I still kept him and he was cool with it. And I would let other people know that um, about him, that he's not going anywhere um, unless you can do what he does, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like I need my car note, my rent, I need stuff paid. And um, if you can't do that, then he's, he doesn't go anywhere because he's cool with, with how, my, how I'm rolling and how we operate is, is fine with us. And so some people were down and some people were not. And um, one of those people was Landers. Well, I'll get to Landers later. But we're with Devontae. Devontae had a, a baby mama who lived around the corner from me. And um, he had a, had a son with her. And I was cool. I knew he was still kicking with his baby mama. I'm, what do I care? Uh, and I would go shopping for his son put this stuff I'm a really good shopper and I'm really I'm really good at wrapping gifts so I would buy his son stuff anytime she called and said he needed something he'd give me the money and I go purchase it and wrap it all up all cute and I sit in the car while he delivered to her house drop it off with her give her a little kiss and everything <laughs> I'm her you were like who 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 would do it is me I do that. And I would just love to see his little face be lit up with all the little stuff I just bought him. Yep, that was me. Um, but anyway, so that was Devontae. Landers. Landers, I met uh, working for the courts and I was downtown in Hart Plaza on my lunch, just sitting by the water, chilling, reading my book, chilling. Here come Landers, he was cleaning. He was cleaning. He worked for um, uh, downtown Parks and Rec or some some program they have for recently um, released uh, felons. And he had been locked up for um, uttering and publishing. So that's like bad checks or whatever that, you know. And so he was on release. He had just got out and I started talking to him. He was a tall dude, uh, very good, um, very funny. Um and um charismatic cat was it is that the word <laughs> let's let's do this he had a really good personality that I liked there you go oh and I want to do a disclaimer to everybody let everyone know that um I'm gonna do a back history of my story but. If you hear me or, or, or I stumble over words or I don't pronounce words right, that's not because I'm illiterate or I'm, I'm not smart. I uh, suffered from a closed head injury when I was 19. And I also suffered from a small stroke when um, in 2015. So as a result of that, I had Bell's palsy, then I had issues. So sometimes it's hard for me to formulate the word that I know is in my brain to come out of my mouth. And then my tongue gets in the way um, because of uh, the, the side effects of the Bell's palsy and the stroke. So that is why. Um, so yeah, Landers. Ugh. Uh, and I just looked him up. He just, he went to prison again uh, last year. He just got out again this year for uh, assault to, was it attempted murder, assault to do great bodily harm, less than murder. 
um, but he's out on um, release right now. But yeah, uh, Landers, I told Landers about Devontae. He was cool at the beginning because I guess in his mind, he thought he would love on me so much and be such a good dude to me that I would let Devontae go. But I knew that wasn't going to happen. So with Landers, he um, had that job. He was cool. He had a, uh, I think he had an 88 Nova. I'm not sure. But he was sitting on rims too. I don't know what it is with me. Damn, car, old school cars and rims. But anyway, he, um, he had that one job. And, he, and he, when he wasn't working, he wanted to spend all his time under me. Well, I don't, I don't work like that. Uh, I, I'm a hustler, been a hustler. I'm out here to hustle, get money, take care of my baby and just and that. And he only had the one job. So I told him one day, I was like, you know what? You don't have any kids. You only have the one job. You need to go get a, you another job because you have too much time on your hands. I don't need you up under me. His heart was broke. He had took me, he had took me low key. He had said we were going to Belle Isle one day and he took me by his house. He's like, I gotta go by my house, pick up something. And I was like, okay, cool. And he go drop, he goes by his house and is to meet his mama. He wanted me to meet his mama. I don't meet mamas. I don't know what you what you thought this was. I don't meet mamas. Um, Cause I'm, I'm, this is not headed where you, where you think it's headed. <laughs> I don't, I don't meet mothers. Um, so he was like, you come in. I was like, he, he lived on the East side. First off, I'd have broke every rule under the sun dating you. Cause you on the East side, I'm a West sider. I don't mean really mess with y'all over there. And I'm, I'm breaking my rule and messing with you. Now you dropping me off over, over here. I don't know these people. So I'm not staying in the car. So I get out and get in and oh, introduce me to his mama. I got some heels on that's touching the ceiling. Cause I love me a hooker heel. I had some heels on the touch and still I had a little short dress on. My legs is everything. And I'm like, this is not the outfit to be meeting nobody, mommy. And so as I walk in the door, here she comes. She in there uh, shucking peas or something. And I'm just like, this, he, I like, he really think that I'm his girlfriend. I am not. I am not your girlfriend, sir. We just kicking it. Anywho, uh, after that, after that meeting, I don't know. John came back in the picture and wanted to wanted to hook back up again. And I told Landis, I said, I gotta let you go because I can't have three on my roster. I only I can only rotate two of y'all. And he was like, Why would you drop me and not an old dude? I was like, eh. Really, I couldn't tell him why. Old dude do things better than you. But anyway, I went back and got John. Then me and John broke up again. So it was just me and Devontae again for a minute. Um, but yeah, Landers, mm -hmm, prison drugs now with with attempt to do murder mm. all right so that's landers and we did john les and Devonte, and we did carnell so who's left shelton all right here's the shelton story shelton and i met in high school at Trevor Brown. Shelton, I don't think Shelton was gang affiliated, 
he uh, wore all black. Usually when you weren't gang affiliated, you would wear all black so that people would know you were neutral. So he wore all black and Shelton had, uh, I think he had a 74 white cutlass on rims. Um, he was the shortest dude I've ever dated. Other than, I think Rodney was short too, but Shelton was the shortest dude I ever dated and a tiny, he was so tiny. Um, but um, I, you couldn't, you couldn't break me from Shelton, little crusty butt. And um, yeah, we had, uh, we had some good times. He got into a major car accident when we were in high school and messed up his knees and um, his hip. Um, but eventually he was a square to me. Eventually he did go, he went to prison too for um, drugs. And um, he was locked up for a long time. And I just, I just looked him up and he recently was released from prison. So kudos to you, Shelton, you finally got out. I hope you turn your life around and do, and uh, do well, I really do. But yeah, Shelton, uh, my cousin used to make fun of me. When she found out I was dating Shelton, she called me, he was like, I heard you gone over a uh, little shelter. That's what they call it, little shelter in the street. And I was like, what you talking about? She's like, that little dude. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that little dude got me all wrapped up for what I don't know. I couldn't tell you to this day how, why I was all wrapped up. And he tried to, um, he knew that I was leaving. This is my senior year. He knew that I was leaving to go away to college and attempted to try to trap me by trying to get me pregnant. I wasn't going for it. You got me all the way messed up. I'm going to college. I'm leaving here. You are just for now, even though I'm, I'm enthralled with you at this moment, I'm not staying here, sir. I'm out. And I was, I left. Uh, Cause ain't nothing here for me. Believe that. So let's see, did we cover all of them? That was Chuck, Carnell, Landers, John, Devante, and Shelter, and every single one of them went to prison for one thing or another. So prison life has been normalized in my life and in my world. Um, but my husband that I have now, he is a straight arrow, really good dude, um, very um, trustworthy, faithful and i just love him to life he has the best smile and uh he's a barber by trade he also is a um a farmer and uh i don't know i just love that dude so much and he gave me three great kids three great kids i mean great kids we make a good team he is my everything so it took all of that for me to be uh, the wife and mother that I am for him. My mother told me when I was in high school, she's like, you're going to burn out by the time you're 21. I was like, shut the hell up, Frida. I didn't say that to her, but in my mind, that's what I thought. Be quiet. Cause, and, but she was right. I was burnt out by the time I was 21. I had seen everything and yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so those are my tales. I was going to do a part three, but I'm not. Part two is good enough to for this story. The blessing in it is 
I learned so much from every relationship that I had. And each one of them taught me, helped me along my journey to grow, to see what I didn't want, to see what, what it is that was good for me, to see to, to establish my worth. Because through it all, I was um, I, I, I have always had high self-esteem, um, despite people thinking otherwise and teasing me about my dark skin, by my big eyes, my big lips, all that good stuff. Uh, still didn't deter me from thinking that I was cute because I am, I'm really cute. And so I think everybody helped me along my journey um, to getting to where I am to be a good wife and help me for my current, for my, I say my current husband, like I'm gonna get another one. I'm not, he's it, it's to the dirt for me and him, for he and I, it's to the dirt. Um, but I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for all the lessons that I learned along the way. And I'm thankful for all the, the interactions that I had that led me to where I am today. I think I'm going to, I was talking to my sister yesterday and I think I'm definitely going to do uh, an episode about the toxicity of being growing up in the inner city and being and and how youth don't value life because you really don't know that you're supposed to. So I think that's what we're going to talk about. Youth and not valuing life. Because some of you don't know that um I've been shot at several times and it's only by the grace of God that I'm here. So I know that I'm destined for great things. Um, so I really want to talk about that and explore that. I think I want to do that with someone on my show on this podcast. So I, I might seek out someone to bounce that idea off of, but let me know um, in the comments uh, what you think of this episode. And I holla. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. It's on all platforms, Apple, um, Spotify, and Google, and Anchor. Um, that's Hood Rat to Harvard, H-O-O-D. R-A-T, the number two, H-A-R-V-A-R-D. And I've been your host, Shandrika Simmons, the law chick. Thank you so much.